UK Chancellor Jeremy Hunt meets lenders as mortgage crisis deepens, Business Live. Julia Kalu Looks like there won't be any new help for struggling mortgage holders, such as more flexibility. For example, by extending mortgage terms, but allowing customers to reduce terms again when their circumstances improve. A senior industry figure with knowledge of today's meeting between Jeremy Hunt and bank bosses told The Guardian. Discussions fed more into how we communicate what we already offer customers in hardship, rather than changing commitments we have in place for those who are struggling. Our full story is here. 46M ago 06.14 EDT Harriet Baldwin A Tory MP who chairs the Treasury Select Committee also said earlier this morning that banks were far too slow to pass on increases in the Bank of England base rate to savers. We've all noticed that the day the Bank of England raises rates you get a message from your mortgage lender saying this has happened and it takes immediate effect on your mortgage if you're on a variable rate, but they've been incredibly slow to pass on the increase to their loyal savers, particularly those savers who don't feel comfortable shopping around. I don't think the high street banks have done nearly enough. They've taken it for granted that we've got used to not earning anything on savings. 46M ago 06.14 EDT Martin Lewis criticizes outrageous lag in savings rates. Consumer champion Martin Lewis has said it seems absolutely outrageous that bank savings rates are lagging behind the rates being charged to borrowers and that the Chancellor won't provide much help to mortgage holders because that would be counterproductive in the fight against inflation. Speaking on ITV's Good Morning Britain about the impact of interest rate hikes on mortgage holders, he said, None of this is accidental. The fact that mortgage borrowers are paying a lot more is the policy. Nobody needs to be under any uncertain terms that the idea that mortgage borrowers are being squeezed and their incomes are reducing is not an accidental byproduct. It is absolutely deliberately why interest rates go up. Interest rates are put up to try and take money out of the economy, so you put borrowing rates up so that borrowers have less money, and you want savings rates to go up so that people save more and they don't spend more. That's the theory behind this. He added, What that means is the Chancellor is not going to call for help and more money to people who have mortgages. Because that would, if you're following the theory, be counterproductive. Two-year fixed, all loan-to-values. Five-year fixed, all loan-to-values. 6.5%. 6.19%. June 23. 6.0. 5.83%. June 23. 5.5. 5.0. 4.5. May 7th. May 14th. May 21st, May 28th, June 4th, June 11th, June 18th. Guardian Graphic. Source, moneyfacts.co.uk. Lewis, who spoke to the Chancellor earlier this week, said he had suggested lenders should be stopped from increasing their profits on the back of interest rates going up. They should be doing what they can in return, because they're too big to fail and, now, they don't want us to fail. They should be doing what they can in return.
so to be increasing profits, increasing margins at this point seems absolutely wrong. It's profiteering. If I were the Chancellor, and what I said to the Chancellor obviously is, I think you need to make sure that they put savings rates up at least with the same rate as borrowing. Because if you do that, you take money out of the economy and that's another way of helping inflation that's less painful than putting lending up. But also they need to put money aside to help with forbearance. Because even if the idea is we want to, not me, as a state, we want to squeeze borrowers till the pips come out so that they haven't got that much disposable income, then what you don't want is people defaulting or going into arrears or being repossessed. 1H ago 05.56 EDT NatWest boss, meeting with Hunt, very productive. Following the bank boss's breakfast meeting with the UK Chancellor. Jeremy Hunt at Downing Street, Alison Rose, chief executive of NatWest Group, said, We had a very productive meeting. We're doing everything we can to help customers and help with the anxieties. She added they were very keen to help everyone. The chief executive of Lloyd's Banking Group, Charlie Nunn, said there had been a good working discussion with the Chancellor on supporting struggling households following the latest rise in interest rates. He said an announcement would be made by the Chancellor later today. Alison Rose, NatWest Chief Executive, Wright, departs 10, Downing Street in London, after meeting with Chancellor Jeremy Hunt. Support the Guardian Fiercely independent journalism shapes a fairer world. At The Guardian, we have no billionaire owner, so we're free to report rigorously on world events, never manipulated or silenced by outside influence. This live blog is no different and is a great way to understand every single minute of a story as it unfolds. We've been publishing our live blogs for more than two decades, covering huge political moments, conflict and war, natural disasters, sports matches and so much more. And they have been read by millions, because we keep Guardian journalism open and free for everyone. We all deserve to read trustworthy information to better understand our world's people, power and politics. But to fund this vital work, we rely on the generosity of readers who are in a position to pay for news. If you can, support us today from just one dollar, it takes less than a minute. Thank you. 1H ago 05.52 EDT UK economy slows, inflation pressures stay high, PMI Britain's economy slowed this month and inflation pressures stayed high, according to the latest snapshot from Sanpi Global and the Chartered Institute of Procurement and Supply, CIPS. Growth in the UK's private sector, manufacturers and service sector firms has eased to its slowest level for three months. The closely followed UK Purchasing Managers Index, the flash reading, fell to 52.8 in June from 54 in May. This was a sharper slowdown than expected, with economists forecasting a figure of 53.7 for the month. Any reading above 50 shows the sector is growing. Chris Williamson, Chief Business Economist at Sanpi Global Market Intelligence, said, 
June's flash PMI survey indicates that the UK economy has lost momentum again after a brief growth spurt in the spring and looks set to weaken further in the months ahead. Most notably, consumer spending on services, which was a core growth driver in the spring, is now showing signs of faltering as the reality of higher interest rates, the increased cost of living in gloom about the outlook sets in and overrides the brief boost to spending enjoyed from the pandemic tailwind. The manufacturing sector meanwhile continues to report recessionary conditions. Services firms put up their prices sharply again this month, although by a bit less than in May, while manufacturers cut the prices they charged for the first time in more than seven years. Williams said, One notable area of resilience in the economy is the labor market, with jobs growth accelerating in June as companies in the service sector continue to fill vacancies. While falling backlogs of work suggest this hiring trend could also fade in the coming months as the economy weakens, for now it is generating higher wage growth, in turn feeding through to still elevated inflation pressures in the service sector. The Barco Lounge in the Marketplace, Selby, North Yorkshire One Ichigo 05.42 EDT Richard Dunnell Executive Director of Property Website Zoopla said on Twitter. Can't see much changing here other than commitment to forbearance and use of interest only for worst impacted households. These just kick the can down the road for those whose circumstances have changed case by case rather than national scheme. HTTPS colon slash slash t.co slash svgltr604t. 2 h ago 05.22 EDT. Food Poverty Campaigner. Fish and Chips Without Peas This morning, Kathleen Carriage, who campaigns against food poverty, was on BBC Radio 4's Today programme, talking about the impact of the rising cost of living on people. It's a gradual stripping back until there's nothing left to cut. She said people are cutting back on luxuries like Side dishes on dinner plates, like for example, if you have fish, chips and peas, you might end up with just fish and chips, smellies, luxury items, such as branded cleaners and branded foods even, and you tend to go to supermarket brands and then budget brands. It's a gradual stripping back. At first, it is so incremental that you don't really notice it and you feel like there's nowhere else to go, and there's nothing else that you can do. Tom Pollard Head of Social Policy at the New Economics Foundation Think Tank, tweeted. We've all felt the pinch of rising energy and food prices, but it's been widely recognized that low-income households are suffering the most. I fear the brewing mortgage crisis could be more divisive, sapping attention and empathy from the plight of those in the toughest circumstances. Joseph Elliott, Analysis Manager of the Joseph Rountree Foundation, tweeted. Kathleen Carriage, anti-food poverty campaigner, on today's program. People are cutting back on luxury items and non-essentials. Luxuries like side dishes on dinner plates, no peas with fish and chips, branded cleaning products and foods. 2H ago 05.12 EDT. Jeremy Hunt's meeting with the heads of the UK's main mortgage lenders is over. NatWest Group's chief executive, Alison Rose, and the head of the banking industry body UK Finance, David Postings, 
have been seen leaving Downing Street. David Postings, chief executive, UK Finance, departs Downing Street in London after meeting with Chancellor Jeremy Hunt. 2HGO 05.07 EDT. The CEBR added. While the home repossession figures make for grim reading, they are still quite a way down from the previous squeezes seen during the 1990s housing market crash and following the financial crisis. This is partly due to the more stringent regulations which were put in place after the previous crises, assuring that borrowers need to pass a range of stress tests before they are approved. Moreover, UK housing wealth has increased substantially in recent years, meaning mortgage holders have a larger safety margin and are not as likely to fall into negative equity as was the case during the 1990s. Nevertheless, as the Bank of England continues to fight inflation, the economy is entering unchartered territory. With interest rates raising so rapidly in such a short amount of time, it is not only mortgage holders but also the wider financial system that will come under strain. At the same time, the risk of recession, which had seemed to fade away in recent months, is now rising again which could lead to a more rapid increase in unemployment than currently expected. The difficult economic times look set to stay with us for some time to come. 2 h 05.06 EDT 6% base rate would mean nearly 10,000 extra home repossessions, CEBR. An interest rate of 6%, predicted by the end of the year, would mean nearly 10,000 extra home repossessions in the next three years. The Center for Economics and Business Research has warned. Gilt yields, which had been trending up since the start of the year, have risen sharply over the past month on the back of data showing high UK wage growth and two recent disappointing inflation releases. The latest figures this week showed core inflation rising to a more than 30-year high of 7.1%. All of this has caused mortgage rates to climb, with the average two-year fix exceeding 6% earlier this week. The interest rate squeeze won't be over anytime soon with the market-implied path for interest rates averaging around 5.5% over the next three years, the CBR said. As mortgage holders roll off their old fixed deals and onto new contracts with much higher interest rates, they will face a substantial cut to disposable incomes. Previous SEBA research estimated the average increase in the annual cost for households who remortgaged this year at £3,900, with this rising to as much as £7,300 for those with a mortgage in London. Will the increase in interest rates lead to a similarly large uptick in mortgage repossessions? Historically, periods of rapid interest rate rises have frequently led to housing market crashes and high numbers of repossessions. More than 200,000 homes were repossessed in the three years to 1993 as the housing market crashed. This compares to 127,000 repossessions at the height of the financial crisis between 2008 and 2010. The latest data by UK Finance showed that in the first quarter, repossessions rose by 42% on the quarter to 1,160. While the increase seems large, the overall level is still low as a result of pandemic support provided by the government and lenders. If interest rates rise above 6%, as currently implied by markets, more households would be unable to meet repayments and would eventually have to hand back the keys to their home. 
the Severs High Rates scenario assumes that the Bank of England meets current market expectations and raises rates as high as 6.25% by early 2024, with the bank rates still standing at 5% by the end of next year. This would lead to more than 9,400 additional repossessions between 2023 and 2025, implying a total of 61,600 repossessions for the period. Most viewed.